Welcome to Earthwise Learning to Think Green. My name is Vanilla, and we, this is the show where we talk about what we need to do to address climate change and how to make those things happen. In today's episode, we took a deep dive and asked ourselves, what exactly is solar panels? And we brought on an expert in the solar field. His name is John, and he worked in solar for a while, installing solar panels in fields, and he also worked on farms. Hey, John, thanks for coming on the show. I uh, just have a few questions. Glad to be here. Uh, what are solar plan panels, and how do they help? So, solar panels. So, solar panels are uh, essentially uh, they're about three feet by five feet um, uh, individual modules. Uh, they get attached to the, the roof of uh, the roof of the building, typically. So, let's just talk residential. Um, they typically get attached to um, the person's uh, roof. Ideally, that is facing uh, due south, and that would be 180 degrees, also known as uh, as the azimuth. Um, would be 180 degrees due south is the optimal orientation. Um, but they work very well anywhere from 210 degrees to 160 or 150 degrees, whatever. And so, um, uh, and. They get attached uh, to the house via uh, a, a racking or rail system. Via this uh, racking system, uh, these solar modules or panels are affixed to the house uh, semi-permanently. Um, ideally, they stay on uh, the roof of the house for typically 20 years. That's the typical uh, guaranteed uh, product production lifespan of a solar panel. Uh, meaning that most, if not all, solar module production companies uh, guarantee that your, the solar modules will produce solar electricity for 20 years. So you typically want to um, you know, keep them on there for uh, that period of time. Thanks. Why can't some places, or you put solar panels on all the houses in the world? Question. So... There are various reasons why, again, just a residential house could not have solar panels installed on a portion of the roof. So <clears throat> the reasons are as follows. One, uh, the house, the, uh, the roof faces of a house, you know, every house usually, you know, pitches at, at, a, at a certain angle. Um, that and if the house, uh, if, the, if the face, uh, if the roof face of the, of the house do not, isn't oriented in an in a ideal situation, again, not facing south, even southwest or southeast, if they're not, if, if it doesn't fit in that orientation of between, you know, 200 and, what did I say, 220 degrees to 160, 150 degrees, that's not ideal, uh, ideally uh, situated uh, towards uh, the south, um, which wouldn't be good for solar production. So, A, the first reason is the house 
the, the, the house, particularly the roof or roof lines are not pitched, uh, or are not, do not face the, do not have the ideal orientation, right? Or even somewhat ideal orientation due south. Um, so therefore effective to install solar panels on those roof faces. So A, um, the roof faces don't, aren't oriented or aren't oriented um, ideally for uh, solar production one two um, <clears throat> just by means of how the house and particularly the roof was constructed there not, might not be uh, a lot of area on the roof to install solar panels um, so there could be a lot of various roof features on there that would impede uh, the installation of solar panels. They would be, um, you know, various uh, architectural structures like uh, dormers, or uh, there could be a lot of, you know, vent pipes in the way or skylights or what have you that just don't make it um, feasible or really affordable to install solar panels on that roof. Even if it was facing, uh, even if that roof uh, was facing, uh, you know, due south and, you know, had the correct orientation, but just by uh, architectural reasons, you, know, you couldn't install the solar panels on that. So those are really the two uh, main reasons why you couldn't install on a roof. Um, Good to know. And uh, I actually learned, I think you already told it to me, but you can't have it on, like, some parts of your slanted roof so we have a slanted roof but the village offered us free community solar which i hope other places will consider too um because it's good for the environment and a bunch of other things it lowers your bill and everything um but if you can get solar put on your house where can you get it and where can you not get it? Well, I think that's kind of a state-by-state a, a state decision. And what I mean by that is, so in, let's use Massachusetts as an example. Massachusetts has a really uh, impressive incentive program uh, offered to uh, anybody that owns a house, uh, anybody that has a utility bill. Whereas uh, if you go ahead and install uh, solar panels, uh, there's a few different incentives. One, you have the, uh, the federal incentive where you get a, a big tax rebate um, for the price of the entire solar installation. Uh, I think it's about 25 or 27% of the cost of the solar installation. So if you are, um, just quick math, if you have a solar installation installed for $30,000, then at the end of the year when you're paying your taxes, you can claim um, almost a third of that, uh, the cost of your solar installation, um, uh, you can use a third of that cost towards uh, tax credits. So it's a dollar for dollar uh, match off of your, uh, of your, off your tax obligation. And so there's a big incentive um, in that regard. Second, um, there is a solar production incentive provided by Massachusetts and other states, which I forget 
all of them, but I think New York is certainly one of them. Perhaps maybe even Illinois, I think Maryland. Anywho, there's several others as well. But um, so whatever kilowatt hour of solar production that you produce, um, there's a device in the solar installation that keeps track of all that solar all, all that solar production. And for every, excuse me, it's actually megawatt hour, which is just a calculate, which is just a sum of kilowatt hours. Um, for every megawatt hour, you get X amount of dollars um, sent to you. Um, usually, I think it's every quarter, maybe every. Uh, so every four months or, or every three months or maybe every six months, um, you actually get a check um, from, it's not so much the state, but it's a, it, it's a result of um, a production credits that you get from, actually it's funded by the utility company, which would be most usually Eversource in Massachusetts and maybe a few others. But um, you would get a, you get a, it's the, 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 the program is actually funded by um, the utilities and you get a uh, rate for every, you get a certain amount of money for every m megawatt hour of production uh, that your solar installation produces. So that's incentive number two. The third incentive is that in Massachusetts there's no sales tax on any of the solar components uh, that you put onto your, uh, onto your roof or whatever solar installation that you choose um, and that's you know a big benefit as well because that cuts the price by you know s several thousand and um, so collectively all those incentives can really um, drop the total cost of the solar installation by somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 percent uh, and and then on top of that then you're producing solar energy, so you're actually consuming much less uh, of energy from the grid, and that's an additional cost saving as well. So we all look at it as in terms of a return on investment, and the typical return on investment on a solar installation it used to be, you know, three to five years, um, you know, back in the 2015 to 2017 now it's more like five to eight years of return on investment what that means is after let's say eight years you've collectively paid back what your solar installation was again let's say thirty thousand dollars so after eight years you've paid back that thirty thousand dollars of that solar installation and then the rest of the 12 years right because we're using the 20-year guaranteed production life cycle of the of solar panels that you get a 12 years of just you know uh, free and clear solar energy um, that you goes basically straight into your uh, into your pocket in the term of in the form of savings on your electrical bill. A uh, good answer. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, John. That was a great interview, and I look forward to doing more. My goal for you this week is just to explore the more benefits and things that you can do to get solar. And there's actually some websites where you can plan out where to get solar. So I'll leave those links in the show notes in the description of this video. 
And don't forget to comment, rate, review, subscribe, follow, so you don't miss next week's episode and all the episodes of Earthwise Learning to Think Green. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Earthwise Learning to Think Green podcast. The show is produced and edited by me, Manolo. If you would like to submit a topic idea, you can do so in the show notes or in the description of this video. If you would like to submit a question that we will answer here on the podcast about climate change, you can also do so in the description or show notes of this video. See you next week.